Hello, this is Paul Harris from Mining Stock Daily and breaking news today, Calibre Mining is uh, going to do a transaction with Fury Gold and I have a great pleasure to be joined by Ryan King, SVP at Calibre, to talk uh, a little bit more about the deal. Um, good afternoon, Ryan. Well, good afternoon, Paul, and thanks for very much for, for having us on. It's an exciting day for Fury and Calibre to announce this, uh, this agreement. It is, um, and just for, for those people that don't know, um, it's about a let's say a seventy hundred and seventy eight million dollar Canadian deal. Calibre is going to buy uh, Fury Gold, a forty four percent premium, a cash and stock deal, um, which will result in a company with a production profile of about two hundred and forty five thousand ounces a year. Uh, congratulations on that, Ryan. We've spoken in the past about um, Calibre's. Um, big picture is to to acquire assets and to grow. Uh, so clearly, this is a transaction there. Um, perhaps surprise many people that uh, the the target asset was in Nevada. Perhaps yeah. more people were expecting you to stay in uh, in Latin America. Obviously, you've got a, a good strength there with your production base in Nicaragua. Tell me how the the deal with uh, Fury and for Nevada assets came about. Well, thanks. Yeah, no, you're right, Paul. And that's always been our vision to grow the business organically with the assets that we have through the Drillbrit. And of course, if you recall, Calibre's got um, an, uh, a hub and spoke operating strategy where over the last 24 months, we've implemented that hub and spoke. We've brought on new satellite deposits. We've permitted projects in Nicaragua and we have grown production. You know, uh, 2020, we had 136,000 ounces of production. And we increased production 30% uh, organically through the implementation of this hub and spoke for 2021's guidance of 170 to 180,000 ounces. Um, and to your point, you know, um, Caliber's vision has, has been to patiently and accretively grow production uh, through uh, operating expertise. And, um, you know, when we looked at this opportunity, and of course, you know, we look at a number of opportunities. Not only do our operating teams and exploration teams look to grow the business through the assets that we have, um, and we do that on a daily basis, but of course our, uh, our team is also looking at opportunities outside of the country and outside of our current asset base to grow the business. And this was one of those unique opportunities where, again, we were looking for production. And uh, our group has always looked for you know, a, a suite of assets where we can unlock additional value like we did with the Nicaraguan assets. This was a win-win deal back in 2019 with B2 Gold. B2 Gold retained 33% of caliber because you know we were going to be 100% focused on the assets and put 100% of our financial resources back into those assets. Here's a similar situation where a smaller gold producer in Nevada um, has a growth uh, uh, pipeline with the uh, adjacent Gold Rock uh, development stage project. So it's the PAN operating uh, heap leach mine in Nevada, which produces between 40 and 45, 50,000 ounces a year. Tim Warman, CEO of the company, they've got a great operating team. They've delivered on their commitments there uh, and they've been generating some good operating cash flow. But what this deal allows us to do is look at unlocking additional value through the drill bit, but also looking at um, uh, bringing on and developing the Gold Rock, Rock project, which, you know, uh, based on their PEA, could take them up to a, a combination of 100,000 ounces a year in, in Nevada with over 220 square kilometer land package of very prospective exploration potential. 
Well, this seems to be right in your wheelhouse. You mentioned the hub and spoke approach, but uh, you've also been investing heavily in exploration in Nicaragua. Uh, Gold Rock is just a few kilometers from Pan. So you've got the, the operating center, the, the mill of what have you at Pan. You've got Gold Rock uh, development project uh, a few kilometers away. You mentioned you've got a 200 odd square land kilometer land package. And, mm-hmm. and um, I imagine you're gonna really aggressively go after the exploration there. To potentially find more deposits to bring in, but beyond that, are there other other potential deposits within trucking distance of Pan that um, you might have your eye on as well? Well, at this point in time, it's it's still early days. We've done a, a pretty significant amount of due diligence on the you know the resources and reserve at Pan to make sure that it reconciles properly. Also, looking at the exploration potential in and around the operating Pan mine um, because there hasn't been a lot of exploration. Uh, executed uh, because Fiore has been focused on the operation. They've been uh, putting money back into the business. They've installed a crusher. Uh, they've installed. They've expanded their their heap heap leach pads. So they've been putting money back into the business. And with this combination, we can now unlock exploration along the pan uh, trend, but also you know methodically and thoughtfully advance Gold Rock. So Gold Rock doesn't uh, would likely be a standalone operation. But again, another heap leach operation with really, really good potential to uh, to to expand the size of the current 500,000 ounce resource. I mean, an example would be earlier this year, the uh, the Fiore team announced some uh, drill results and, in fact, a discovery located about 1.5 kilometers north of the 2020 PEA resource pit. So, um, you know, that tells you there's really good prospective potential. They've discovered a new zone. Um, there's still a lot of opportunity for growth. And that's what where our focus will be over the next you know, 12 and 24 months is to really understand what that opportunity looks like. And again, that echoes the, the B2 deal. The, the B2 assets hadn't seen a lot of exploration in the immediately prior to, to buying them up. And so you had a lot of uh, targets to attack and ground to attack with the drill bit there. Um, now, the, um, the, so it's a cash and, and stock deal. Um, Who's, um, whose um, decision was that? Did you want to do an all-cash deal and they asked for a, a stock component as well? No, I mean, you know, when we look at the, the consensus, analyst consensus numbers of this deal, um, you know, obviously, you know, cash is important because it allows you that opportunity to reinvest into the ground where that can really have a significant impact on share price performance, discovering new zones or expanding resources. So we wanted to look at the right fit that would be, be beneficial to our shareholders and the Fiore shareholders in a win-win deal. And I think this way, you know, the Fiore shareholders get a nice upfront premium and the caliber shareholders get a nice mix of assets with exploration and growth potential that could take the company from 40 to 100,000 ounces a year on what we know today. Okay, for me, it's uh, it looks like and sounds like a, a very good deal. Um, but um, the market initial market reaction um, wasn't that way. You know, the stock fell. Your stock was down, let's say, ten percent at one point on a day when the gold price was back up over eighteen hundred dollars per ounce. I imagine you've been on a, a lot of calls today. What sort of feedback did you get from the market from the institutions? You know, so far we've got um, we've got a number of analysts that cover caliber and have, have been have been announcing um, basically support and positive uh, um, feedback so far on the transaction. Again, you know, scale seems to matter right now. 
in this type of a marketplace where there's significant amount of passive capital coming into our space. So this allows Caliber to go from a 170 to 180 to almost a 250,000 ounce a year gold producer with good potential. Um, it's no different than a lot of the deals we've done in the past where, you know, take, for example, New Market Gold. We acquired three producing gold assets in Australia. And when we, when we started to, to do that and announced that deal, the stock fell down. And the same when we acquired the assets uh, and partnered with B2 Gold in Nicaragua. The immediate reaction was a pullback in the stock until people understood what the path was, what the plan was where the capital allocation was going to be, what the prospectivity was. So it's very early days. And this is pretty typical when an acquirer takes over um, uh, an asset which, uh, which has the potential to grow. Well, yes, I mean, uh, um, as you say, it's going to increase your production profile over 200,000 ounces a year. And that's quite a select club, to, if you want to phrase it that way. And your all-in sustaining cost will be 1,000, 1,100, so uh, a very good margin there. So uh, mm-hmm. you'll be generating a lot of cash flow to invest back in the business and to execute the exploration plan to, to find more, more spokes to your hub. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. And then that will be a focus of the company is, is uh, if we if we look at what we've been able to do um, with the Nicaraguan assets, you know, one of those assets, Liberted, was actually heading towards closure. But through looking at the assets through a different perspective, we've been able to unlock and implement that hub and spoke. But now what could be with the Nevada assets? You know, it's kind of a rinse and repeat of what could be done here. And because we do see growth potential, um, and because Tim and the Fiore team has done a very good job of delivering pan uh, and to have reliable 40 to 50,000 ounces of production, yeah, we, we see good potential uh, to use this as a stepping stone to maybe see what else could be with the, Nicarag- with the Nicaraguan and Nevada assets. Okay, how, how did you arrive at the sort of 44% premium? Um, looking back through sort of my list of recent mergers, um, you, you're pretty much bang in there between the sort of 30 to 50% mark that a lot of recent transactions have had. And it does seem that premiums are getting back to, towards the level they were, let's say, a decade ago in the last cycle. So how, how did you negotiate or, or arrive at that position? Well, Paul, lots of due diligence. Lots of back and forth and discussions with the Fiore, the Fiore uh, CEO and his team. Um, and, and really, it was a combination of us doing due diligence and them doing due diligence on us and what we've been able to do and what we've been able to execute on delivering production quarter over quarter for reliable production out of Central America as well. But really, it's just looking at um, you know, the asset valuations, what we feel would be a, a good deal for both sides so that, you know, owners of pro forma caliber could appreciate a nice share price re-rating as well, uh, but a sufficient deal for the Fiore shareholders so that we'd be receptive to get this deal done. And, you know, when you look at all of the analyst consensus, this is a creative on many metrics. We believe based on our due diligence, this is a good deal for both parties as well. And again, you know, we go back to um, the financial flexibility of the pro forma company having almost $100 million in cash, this will really allow us to reinvest into those assets and, of course, the Nicaraguan assets to unlock more, more value and hopefully have share price appreciation from here. Okay. Um, you mentioned earlier B2 Gold is a shareholder. I think you said a 33% shareholder. Um, so what was their sort of response when uh, you approached them and said, look, uh, this is what we're thinking. Um, do we have your blessing for this? Obviously, they, you did get their blessing. They're supporting the transaction. Um, what was the sort of the conversation there? Well, and, and you're, you're exactly right. They've entered into a voting support agreement. 
uh, on this deal. Pro forma, they would become a 25% shareholder of the company. Um, one of their uh, representatives sits on our board, so very uh, aware of what's happening. And, uh, you know, remember, again, it was a, a really a win-win deal when we approached B2 Gold and partnered with B2 Gold in 2019 about the vision of Caliber, not only focusing on um, executing and, and building out and, and reinvesting in Nicaragua, but building a, a multi-asset, multi-tiered uh, gold producer. Um, so based on the voting share uh, agreement, that the voting support agreement we have with B2 Gold, you can see they're supportive of our path and our, and our view to be able to unlock more value for all shareholders. Okay, thank you. Um, how quickly would they like to see a, a dividend out of, uh, out of Caliber Mining? Yeah, um, I, I, I really can't speak for B2, uh, but you know, Caliber's vision right now is, is, is to try and unlock that value in the actual assets rather than dividend cash back out to, to shareholders at the moment. Um, I really believe that there is opportunity for nice returns for caliber shareholders at these levels. When you look at an enterprise value to ounce of production, you know, on pro forma caliber with this pro forma gold production, we trade at, at you know, a significant discount to peers. I think it's about 2,200 per ounce of production versus peer averages are around 5,500 per ounce of production with slightly lower production profiles. So, you know, when you mix that together, you can see a clear re-rate opportunity. And especially if we're able to deliver and execute on building that 40 to 100,000 ounce base in Nevada, uh, I believe you'll see a significant re-rate uh, with Calum. One of the sort of clear benefits of the, the Fury acquisition and the Nevada assets is it, um, it improves the, the political risk profile of the company's assets. Um, the main assets uh, are in Nicaragua, which is perhaps a, a jurisdiction that many people are not familiar with, and perhaps um, your valuation gets discounted because of that. So um, this, this certainly helps uh, improve that aspect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point, Paul. And, and um, you know, again, we, we had always signaled to the market that we'd be looking at, you know, patiently growing the business, not only in the country, like we've been doing through Hub and Spoke and advancing organically, growing the, and using the installed processing facilities and good infrastructure in country, but looking outside of the country as well. And you're bang on, this does diversify that portfolio from that geographical um, uh, perspective. Um, now, that being said, inside of Nicaragua, we have, uh, there's a very strong mining legislation, as you and I have talked about in the past. It's evident that they're supportive of mining by the fact that we've had permits for new open pit satellite deposits. We're hauling material over public highways safely and responsibly and with the blessings. So we just make sure that everything that we do, it's very transparent with our host communities. Um, you know, and we're, we, we engage with all of our stakeholders, whether that be communities, local governments or national governments to ensure that we're adhering to the highest standard. Okay, thank you. Now, obviously, this near term priority is closing the deal. Um, with, uh, with Goldrock, you've got a development asset and the, the April 2020 PEA put a development cost on that of $65 million. You mentioned uh, pro forma, you'll have 100 million in the bank. So it looks like you'll be able to fund that through, through cash and cash flow. Um, you won't have to take on any debt and you'll remain debt free. That's right. That's right. And, and that's the focus to ensure that we have a clean balance sheet going forward. And, and that was one of the aspects that, uh, that we reviewed in this transaction. Can we self-fund 
through operating cash flow and the cash balance that we have. And indeed, not only can we do that, but we can aggressively advance exploration, not only at Gold Rock, but at PAN, and as well, keeping the cadence up with our exploration programs in Nicaragua, which, as you've seen over the last several months, have been, have been um, you know, I think this year we'll do almost 90 to 100,000 meters of drilling in Nicaragua. So we'll keep that cadence up. We see still very good potential with all the assets that we've, uh, that we've got in Nicaragua. And most recently, we've been, uh, been getting approvals from the government for new mineral concessions along a well-known uh, trend uh, in the Western epithermal belt of, of Nicaragua. Excellent. Well, it sounds like there's many more exciting things to come out of Calibri Mining, uh, Ryan. Thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for. So until next time, Ryan King, SVP at Calibri Mining, and I'm Paul Harris for Mining Stock Daily. Thanks very much, Paul. Take care. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak to a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.